Welcome to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast. In this episode, we're going to be speaking with Doris Greenspoon, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Registered Nursing Association of Ontario, and she'll be providing us an update on the basic home guarantee, as well as the changes for the Chief Nursing Officer on a national level. So let's have a listen. Thank you for coming on to the Long-Term Care Chronicles, Doris Greenspoon. Um, Great to have you back again. I know there's been a lot of uh, changes that has happened from the last time that you came on to the program. And uh, first, we'll start off with the the hiring um, in long-term care. And from the last time that you came on, you spoke very passionately about this. And unfortunately, nothing has really moved forward. So if you can just kind of... Yeah. Elaborate down. So that's why I was kind of excited when you said a lot has happened since we last spoke, because uh, tragically, on the area of health human resources, uh, quite frankly, nothing has happened. And we have been extremely concerned. And as you know, uh, today, uh, September 17, oh, you don't want me that. No, that's okay. Does it matter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Today, we surpassed 400 cases in Ontario. Uh, The outbreaks in Ontario today are 22 nursing homes, so they're increasing steadily. Um, And yet, our urgent call to the Premier and to Minister Fullerton to provide the funding and the directive to nursing homes to start to hire so we can deliver four worked hours of nursing can support care per resident per 24 hours, uh, not only has not yet been accepted, uh, we are looking into it, we are looking into it. Well, there is no time to look into it. My, my, uh, my guess at this point is that they will announce something in February, but by February it will be too late because um, the, the Premier and Minister Fullerton are gambling on a very dangerous roulette. They're gambling that the hospitals will come again to salvage nursing homes. They're gambling um, that uh, maybe they will bring the army again. Uh, None of those are solutions for nursing homes. And if the gamble is that the family reunification, which we are thrilled that our call for family reunification uh, was taken, Um, But you need to understand, first of all, that's up to the homes if they let people in. And second, some people will become ill themselves, whether with flu or with COVID. Uh, So if they are gambling on the family reunification to serve as the human resources for residents, that again is a gamble. And tragically, uh, this is not a casino. You know, this is people's lives. And the roulette was played last time with with absolutely horrifying consequences. So the time for gambling and for casinos and for roulettes, uh, if we didn't learn from the last last tragedy, which should have been prevented altogether because we had seen what happened in Italy and in Spain with older persons, uh, but if that didn't serve, and this time we saw it in our own backyards what happened, then quite frankly, um, we are quite desperate. I think we're heading to a precipice and uh, the lives of residents is what's at stake. We already lost over 1,800 residents 
uh, to COVID alone um, in, the in the first round. And uh, quite frankly, one more is too many. It was already too many. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't have good news for you. I'm sad, sorry to say that. Uh, I would be the first uh, sending uh, awesome tweets and awesome Facebook messages. And Arenio would be putting a press release if we had heard or if we will hear uh, what's happening with that. Yeah, absolutely. Because so I know. Let me tell you what we are doing, though, because we are losing hope, quite frankly. Uh, on Ontario bringing about solutions for long-term care, we're now um, pleading to the federal government. Uh, you may have heard uh, that we sent both um, a, an action alert and a letter to the prime minister urging him to actually take over uh, two areas in Canada uh, because the problem, of course, is not only in Ontario. This, um, uh, Quebec was, is also horrifying with nursing homes. Um, so we are asking him to take the issue of nursing homes and to provide national standards following the um, long-term care basic care guarantee that we offer, which to remind our viewers is four hours of worked hours Per 24 hours per resident is not nothing extravagant, let me tell you, uh, of which 48 minutes in 24 hours, that's all, 48 minutes is an RN, 60 minutes in 24 hours is an RPN, um, and 2.2 in, in, and hours or 132 minutes is a PSW. It's not too much to ask. Yeah. And after we also... Um, how much the premier said he cared for and that this was a broken system, the long-term care, and Minister Fullerton said they inherited it. Uh, you know, there are no more excuses. There are no more excuses because the government has been over two years in power. So, yeah, you may inherit, I agree, you may inherit something that is not good, but it's time to fix it, especially that the premier committed to Ontarians and to the families of the 1,800 lost residents, plus the others that thankfully are still with us. He committed to fix the system, and that is not happening at all, at all. Because the promise of new homes is for 2022. Uh, so, you know, to think that uh, the second wave of COVID, that we will save residents with that promise, no. Developers will make a lot of money, that I can assure you. And we still uh, don't know who are the developers. That's yeah. not being disclosed, even though this is this is taxpayers' dollars. Uh, so um, it, I'm sorry that I sound disillusioned. I am. So yeah. it's not, it, I am disillusioned. And that's why we are saying to the prime minister, take over nursing homes and take over also um as a, a affordable and supportive housing, housing for people that uh, live in dire situations uh, in our streets. You know, while we had the mantra of stay home, stay home, stay home, and you stay home and I stay home, um, we forget that thousands of people in this province and even more so in this country could not stay home. They didn't have a home. They stay in shelters. And no one wants to live permanently in a shelter. So the time for a national home 
home, you know, a home solution. Yes. Um, is it needs to happen? Housing solution. Housing. So we are asking take over housing, take over long term care, and also we are saying give us back the chief nurse officer, federal federal chief nurse of a officer that uh, went on the sideways during the Harper government. Yes, absolutely. And then, of course, with the reunification uh, of family members back into long-term care, even though that announcement came out in the first week of September, there's still challenges with that. And it does follow along with your uh, five-point suggestion. So if you can... Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, the announcement sounded fantastic because we asked for two family members. And if you remember last time we mm -hmm. spoke, I said uh, that what we want is one at a time. That's right. So that really residents could have someone more ongoingly because no one can be every single day for long hours. And we said also that they should be able to stay as long as they wanted, that they shouldn't be measured by the clock. Uh, and that they should be uh, without a mask, without a mask with their loved one. Uh, and they should not mingle with others, right? Uh, not other residents, not other families, but with their loved ones that they could, yeah. I mean, if they want to put a mask, absolutely with the mask. But, you know, um, if, it's, if it's a home without any outbreak, fine, mask, we said, we said, give them the mask, but not to mingle with others. And yes, to be able to touch residents. Um, but the, the directives were very unclear because at the end of the day, uh, it's up to every home once again what they do. So we hear problems, big problems in terms of still being very limited the amount of time that people uh, can be there, uh, that not every day they can go. Uh, and what also begins to concern us hugely because of the issue of no solutions in uh, human resources is that they will use the family simply as a human resource. Of course, we want families to be able to help if someone needs to have, you know, a zip mm -hmm. of water or if someone needs to have, you know, help with with, with the lunch or dinner. Uh, absolutely. That's part of loving someone. But from there to have a whole checklist of which tasks can you do, uh, two families send me that checklist. It looks to me like um, uh, a job interview almost. Yes. Right? For yeah. the PSW. So um, families are essential um, care partners, but they are not uh, staff. There is a differentiation between the two. So again, that's a gambling also. Yeah. That's very, very unfortunate as well. Very fortunate and fortunate. Yes. Yes. So yes. now with, I know that you have been calling for the resignation of Dr. Williams, who is the Chief Medical Officer of Ontario, and just wanted to get your opinion as to why this call should happen. So let me tell you, it's a mute point at this point. Uh, yes, I can comment because I don't think the government will do anything, quite frankly. But for anybody that has seen Dr. Williams in the news or in his briefings, I don't need to give any briefing, really. When you have a person that on one hand is telling you uh, two meters distance, uh, but yet in the schools doesn't stand up. In fact, that's a video that says no teacher, nobody will bring COVID home, I can assure you. And it's in a video, I didn't invent yeah. this. 
uh, and doesn't really stand up for uh, a class size that will allow those two meter distance, that says it all. When you see a person that saw the tragedy that happened in nursing home and that is watch, because it's under his watch, uh, and yet is doing nothing to push for basic uh, staffing in those homes, that says it all. Uh, and the list goes on and on and on. There are too many other issues, but um, I don't think the government will do anything. I think you will see something again in February, maybe. Uh, but I don't think you will see nothing now. And again, by then it's too late. So what they keep doing is adding more people to his staff. You know, so they put Dr. McEwen and now they put uh, Dr. Dirk in terms of the testing. Every time there is one more person added. Um, but, you know, you can have an orchestra where you had many excellent new players. Absolutely. No orchestra works, functions, unless it's a soloist. Yes. No orchestra in general functions with one person. But you do have a conductor. The problem here is with the conductor of the orchestra. Yeah. Yeah, because we are, are right now experiencing outbreaks in a number of homes already. In homes, in schools, in high schools, in universities. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, 24 students at the University of Western Ontario, yeah. two bars. So that's another example. RNO has been asking ongoingly. In fact, before we opened schools, we said, don't open the bars, don't open the karaoke, don't open the strip clubs. And we were told, why, why, why? Well, then we had strip clubs with issues. Yesterday, the University of, uh, of uh, Western Ontario with two bars or more by now that they're doing the investigation. Um, and karaoke, we also had issues reported already. And you cannot trace those people, you know. Yeah. There is, we, we are 50% of the new cases, we cannot trace them. Yeah. So either we have problems with tracing or people are not disclosing. So it's fantasy land uh, to think that if you don't close, things will be well. I also don't think they're keeping the list of patrons all the time. Um, and on top of that, the new fines that the government put will only push more people to not disclose, right? If they have a party in the backyard, That's they will right. not have it in the backyard. They will have it inside the house. So we can have up to 10 people. They will bring in each car five people. You have 10 cars. No one knows how many people come. You already have 10 cars times 10 is 100. They will pack the basement, pack the, you know, and no one yeah. will know. The neighbors will not know. And not every neighbor will report on a neighbor. And that's not the type of atmosphere that we want. Exactly. Of neighbors telling good neighbors. So I don't think the fines is the solution here. The solution is in the sense of the parties in the backyard, etc., is to have a good communicator that can bring people together to understand why you don't do that. Not just a person that says, we will do the usual and we need to do this and we need to do that and people are flagging, you know, which is unfortunately yeah. our chief medical officer of health or the premier saying, and we will find you, we will find you and we will find you. Um, close the bars, close the karaoke's, close the strip clubs, and uh, keep the schools open, the universities open, and the colleges open. That's our message. There is, you know, other times when things 
will be able to be open. You know, I, I totally understand the need for different business that people are running, but this is the time of the of the overall people of the population. Yes. And as for the parties of people, bring a communicator that can talk with people in a way that people will engage, not just get infuriated. Exactly. People write to me after they hear to Dr. Williams and they don't want to listen. You can hear to Bonnie, to to Bonnie, to Dr. Henry yes. for hours and you will keep listening because it's so pleasant and inviting, right? Yes, exactly. And then now next week we have the prime minister. Um, and of course, you're having a call to action to have the national chief nursing position reinstated. Yes. Yes. So we are asking three things from the prime minister in his throne speech. We are asking, number one, to take over, just like that, take over um, and, uh, and look at national standards for nursing homes across this country and then provide uh, funding to the provinces with strings attached to those standards. Yes. That's number one. Number two, we are asking uh, to take over the issue of housing and again, provide funding with strings attached to actually deliver those services with the provinces and the municipalities and to reinstate the role of the chief nurse officer, which is very little funding, uh, but it's a crucial important role uh, to inform policy at the government, healthy public policy, upstream approaches to healthy public policy, because nurses uh, have the expertise on upstream policies and also the, the expertise for human resources across this country. So at least in the areas of priority that I just mentioned, yes. um, we can have something better that we are having now. Yes, that which is which is great. So it would be able to tie in everything and everything would then be able to be tracked yes. and part of being audited and know exactly with what you were mentioning, the strings yes. attached to the funding to the provinces. Correct. You may remember that uh, many years ago, I think it was under hmm, Christian or Martin, I don't remember, um, when we did the... the Within the 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 we had the, the health accord, yes. if you remember, mm -hmm. uh, that again went on the sideways with the Prime Minister Harper. But in the health accord, we uh, created uh, must be at the time of Gretchen because it was many many years ago, and then it continued. But you but you will see where I go with that. Uh, the government created segregated targeted funding for interprofessional primary care. Okay. Remember, it used to be only solo doctors everywhere. Yes. You went to your doctor, your doctor, your yep. doctor, and then we started to have these teams with nurse practitioners, with RNs, with social workers, with pharmacists. That is what created that massive change that is positive for the public. So just picture if we were to create again a health accord type of thing, even if they don't call it that way, for long-term care, with national standards that then you give the funding with strings attached to the provinces and to the municipalities and that then we actually start to solve the issue of um, nursing homes because it's a not it's not a new issue no. it's an issue that has um, at least two decades it's not just 
only this government. The reason why I get so sad with this particular government is that they over over delivered on promises yeah. and with a lot of feeling and etc. And they completely not only under deliver, they deliver zero so far in actions yeah. with funding, except of bringing hospitals and the army, which is not a solution. No. No, and especially with this pandemic, is is going to be with us for a while. So we have to have solid, solid solutions to this issue. Correct, correct. So, thank you so much, Doris. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you again. A Take pleasure. Care. A yes. pleasure. Take Perfect. care. Take care. Best. Thank you for listening to today's show. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for this or any other episode, please contact us on our social media at Twitter at Family Councils and at Facebook Family Councils Collaborative Alliance. Thank you so much and hope you enjoyed this episode.